edition of the About to Review podcast. I'm your host, as always, that guy named John. You can follow the podcast on all forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at About to Review. Subscribe on any podcatcher of your choice. I'm on all of them. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Blueberry, Google Play, TuneIn for Alexa, all of those. If you want to support the show, go ahead and click the support tab on the website abouttoreview.com. If you have any questions, comments, you can email the show at abouttoreview at gmail.com. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about three very different movies. I'm joined by the one and only people's critic, Tim Hall. Good to be back. Good to have you back. Uh, it, is, it is going to be an interesting one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the three movies yeah. that we have on today's episode are going to be a South Korean action film called The Villainous, uh, and then two new releases that are currently in theaters, mm-hmm. American Assassin and Mother. So uh, before we get into that, like the the amazing podcast Bodega Boys, drop that beat. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who do not listen to the Bodega Boys podcast, uh, you should you should be listening to. Yeah, to, it definitely yeah. it is an amazing podcast. I think some people. Uh, it's not for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> it's not for everybody. That's, I, that's I was real. trying to find the right way to, to put. It's that. not for everybody, but uh, I think I don't know. They're both funny and insightful. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get a chance to watch the podcast, I would definitely check out Diesel Samara on Vice. Yep, Monday through Thursdays, number one show on late night. It is. Which right. how did that happen? I don't know. I'm glad it did though. Which. Because when you think about, you have Fallon, you have Conan, like it's unique, yeah, and it's them being themselves, which I think is always a mm-hmm. sign. Like it's just two dudes talking. When you, I don't know if you yep. ever follow their Instagram, like when you watch clips yeah. of them, like when they're not recording, it's the same as the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're, when you're, when it's, you take two individuals who are you know who are goofy and silly and say wild stuff and and talk about Pino, uh, but but <laughs> blurry, you, yeah, you know? blurry Pino, but when you. But they're both very smart and, and insightful and have mm-hmm. their own insights on things and can articulate it well. When you put those two funny dudes on the show, it works. So Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing that I wanted to get into before we get into the, the movie reviews, mm-hmm. uh, the amazing people at DK Books, uh, they send me so many things. I'm incredibly grateful for it. If you listened to... Last week's episode of About to Interview, which was on Friday, had two authors, Lorraine Sink and Adam Bray. I pronounced Lorraine's name wrong like twice, and I feel really bad. It's Sink? Well, no, Lauren. Lauren. I called her Lauren. And I, it, Come on, man. I know. Total rookie You're professional. Move. <laughs> right. And I was like, do I edit around it? You nah, know. But she was like, eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, uh, but I had the two of them on the episode talking about their new book, Ultimate Marvel which DK sent to me. It is sitting right next to me. The book is massive. Okay, so when you say book, like it's it's not really like... Uh, <laughs> when, you, when you say book and you mention comic book, people think it's like oh, okay. some comic book series. And it's not. No. This is a, a what they call an in-world guidebook. So if you and I are in the Marvel Universe, if we're just walking around New York and we see Captain America go by and all of that stuff... This is the book that would tell us who people are, like where they came from. Yeah. And so that is the really unique thing that DK does is they do these in-universe, comprehensive, dictionary-style books. Right. So it is not kind of that 
objective third person, kind of like Uatu the Watcher on the Dark Side of the Moon. It is more if someone is walking around and there are costumed heroes, this is the book that you would pick up to see who they are. So uh, for me, what I find these books helpful for is if there's a new show. Yes. Like say something like Gifted, and they mm-hmm. have all these characters. I can look in here and see is this character someone that we know of, what the history of this character, what their powers are, who they, what aliases do they have, who they associated with. Exactly. Where can I find them in the comics? That's where I find those books very helpful because mm-hmm. you may not know <laughs> who someone is. Oh, for sure. I mean, you and you see that a lot. Last year, right. when you have Legion, right? A lot of people did not even know it was a comic book show right. until. It kind of started going into comic book elements later in that kind of pilot episode, and right. people start throwing stuff around. So things like Legion, you mentioned Gifted, uh, New Mutants, right. just wrapped. That is going to be incredible. I'm really looking forward to that. All the Runaways, like they're doing yeah, all the Runaways. Yeah, they're doing a bunch of stuff. That people, other properties, like there are other known properties that are easy to find out about Batman, Superman, Spider Man, right. right? But these smaller characters that are that are now going to get shows on Netflix or wherever, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to have some history. And maybe you're not the type of person who shows up and like. Wants to thumb through a thousand comic books. So exactly. th- these DK books are extremely helpful for that. For sure. And you can go to, yeah, when you go to the, a person's character page, let me just yeah. randomly flip open to one. Oh, God, this book is heavy. Uh, Ed, they're, they're heavy books. <laughs> so actually, this book has. I like nerd Bibles. Uh, let me, ooh, I like it. 319 pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I flip to a random page and point, I pointed to, oh, Civil War, Civil which is War. A, a key moment. So it has a whole spread of Civil War. It, it starts with a quote saying, we were beating them, man. We were winning back there by Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So it talks about just that drama and everything they were going through. But yep. A lot of cliff notes. Yeah. And if you go to like a random person, you know, like right, right here, of course, not random anymore, but Rocket Raccoon. Right. It talks about their first appearance, talks about their base, their affiliations, right. goes into a bio. So I definitely recommend this book to not just the comic nerds like Tim and I, anybody who's seeing these trailers for these new shows and is like, that looks really cool. I wonder who those people are. Absolutely. Even something like something that was introduced like Captain Marvel, like Mm -hmm. your ability to say, okay, who is Captain Marvel? Right. And where does she come from? And, and that gets real complicated. Who are the scrolls? Like I know, Mm -hmm. but you may not know. So you can pick up something like that. And so be sort of up to speed on what's happening before this movie comes out. And you're, you know, trying to, Soak in like 400 comic books yeah. in, in, in a month. Yeah, that gets pretty crazy with the New Mutants show that just wrapped. Right. Because uh, Anya Taylor-Joy put up an Instagram. We saw it today. Yeah. She's like, just wrapped, blah, blah, If they do not put Strong Guy in there at some point, do you remember him? I don't trust Fox. He was the huge guy with the little yeah. green curly cue. I don't trust I don't trust him. <laughs> I don't. I just don't. Like, there's no disrespect. I don't Le- trust Legion them. was on FX. That, and that Legion is Fox. Was on, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't trust them. Fair, no, that Period. is totally fair. I just don't trust them to do, you know, to, <laughs> to, to, to handle their properties well. Yeah. It's difficult and you have to have the right people in place. And they've shown a track record of not really caring, mm-hmm. trying to cash out and make a gajillion dollar property instead of like, how right. do I do this right? How do I write a convincing storyline with characters that make sense and in a general universe building right. that makes sense. Right, right, right. We talk about it all the time. Marvel, for the most part, Marvel Studios, right. Kevin Feige, mm-hmm. one guy. One guy. Knows the whole plan. Mm-hmm. Knows how to tie everything in, all the movies that is. Knows how to, like, one person with a team around him and one vision. Yeah. Greg Berlanti, for all of the TV shows on CW. 
Supergirl, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Green Arrow, mm-hmm. soon to be Black Lightning. One guy, one team around him, building a world. Mm-hmm. The movies outside of those two examples are just a mess. A mess. So, yeah, we'll see. But this book, Ultimate Marvel by DK, uh, definitely pick it up. It came out last week. Uh, I think it has like 40 bucks on Amazon. Yeah. Absolutely worth it. Like it, it is incredible. They also sent two new Star Wars books, uh, Star Wars Ultimate Lego Star Wars. In Legos and Star Wars. Which they sent this to me and I was like, this is cool. I have not owned any Star Wars figures in forever. But looking through and seeing yeah. it goes over vehicles, uh, people, personnel, accessories, utilities, right. everything. Right. It is incredible. I think for the Lego collector and for the Star Wars person, if they get this book, it is just a checklist. Yeah. They're just going to go by and be like, this is cool. I want this. Those, those, want this. That, 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 those are my, my friend, Shalia and Kenan. They have mm. Kenan in his office has like all these like Lego everything. It's kind of insane. Yeah, they, <laughs> that they would cry over that. Well, they will look at that more like a catalog and not a book. They're like, oh, cool. both. I can both. Get they'll be both. Them. Definitely a catalog. Yeah, they love it. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but then the other one, and this is the DK book corner, everybody. Yeah. Uh, the last one that they sent to me, which I just got the other day, is Star Wars Made Easy. Journey to Star Wars, The Last Jedi. This book is much smaller than the other ones. It's like Star Wars for dummies. I would say an introductory to Star Wars, uh, but it approaches it in without that really dense matter that these other books do. These other books are primarily for fans, but also somebody can pick them up and learn a lot gotcha the star wars made easy it it is for an audience who is maybe first getting into this mm-hmm. and needs that little bit of an introduction right. not the heavy-handed approach so this one is only like my friend marcus who's never seen any star wars in oh his life God. marcus never. marcus come never. on never marcus has never seen one yeah so this one is is under 200 pages oh, that's fine uh it just yeah, it goes over things in a really easy to digest manner so i will put up pictures of all of those huge shout out to to dk they really treat me right uh and i really appreciate that because i love getting a notification from my mailbox being like you have a package and it will say from like penguin random house or dk yeah immediately get excited every time good good stuff so cool all right so now that we went into the D- DK book corner all right now now on to the movies <laughs> which you can find at D- www.dk.com yes uh so, the first movie is one that had a limited release here in Seattle. Mm-hmm. It is going to be a, a, an art house type film from South Korea right. called The Villainous. Mm-hmm. I am not even going to try and pronounce the original title. Yeah. Um, because Good luck with your Korean. Oof. I, I, have, I have a good dialect and some other languages. Korean, yeah. not one That's of them. That's not it. Yeah. Nope. Uh, so it's called The Villainous mm-hmm. uh, from South Korea. The director... It's okay. You're going to murder these names <laughs> and that's fine. Everyone knows you're not so... Korean. It's totally okay. Okay. So the director, Byung-gil Young. Sorry if I, if I butchered that. Um, so he has done a couple things. This definitely is kind of his his breakout one he did yeah. one called confessions of murder uh-huh. that i looked up a little bit just kind of get some background on it right uh but the villainous is definitely the first one that that i have seen mm-hmm. from this director uh do you want to do you want to try 
the storyline or should I, should I go into it? Well, the story, well, there's a couple <laughs> things happening in this film. Uh-huh. So the first thing is, you know, it opens with this young woman. Um, well, it's the funny thing is when you're watching the opening, you're not sure it's a young woman until mm-hmm. the end of the sequence where it's just like it's a mirror because it's there's a mirror there because it's all shot from this first, first person. person point of view. Mm-hmm. And then as often we find out in the film during fight scenes, some of the points of view change. Yeah. So it's not until she gets slammed to a mirror that she realizes it's a woman and she's sort of taking out this these people. Like 100, 100 dudes. <laughs> yeah, selling meth. trying to. You realize she's trying to avenge the death of her father. Mm-hmm. Okay, then she gets recruited by some shady group. I don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're training a bunch of women to be assassins. Mm-hmm. They do acting classes. They do ballet classes. Um, at some point, we find out she's pregnant. Yeah. So she, oh, Which is important <laughs> later on in the film. So yeah. She's pregnant. So they're like, hey, give us 10 years and we'll give you your life back mm-hmm. and we'll help you get revenge on whatever's happening. And then there's also flashbacks to her and her father when she was younger mm-hmm. and her and another man when she was sort of getting trained to be kind of a badass and mm-hmm. do this crazy stuff. And it all leads up to her trying to find the person who murdered her father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. overall, this whole movie and the movie is about two hours long. Right. Revenge. Oh, it's a revenge. Revenge plot from is the bloodline, and it's violent. Oh boy, Jesus, violent! People get destroyed. Like, oh yeah, blood squirts on the camera multiple times. Um, what it reminded me of when I was watching it. So that first uh, five minute scene yeah. that is, that is all first person of her just going through corridor after hallway after it's room. Like a video game. Exactly. It reminded me of like House of the Dead right. or one of those types of games where you constantly have things going <laughs> at you. You know, you will people get... jump through windows at her. It's yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> it is incredible, but it is immediately engaging. Yeah, like during that first five minutes, I had a huge grin on my face because right. I'm like, I do not care what is happening. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah, I don't. I was like, I don't know what's even happening right now. But what, one <laughs> thing I enjoyed about the film is it's kind of bookend with these two crazy sequences. Yeah, so it exactly. begins and ends with these wild action pieces, with the point of view switches and mm-hmm. sort of these violent things are happening repeatedly. <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, and in that first... I mean, you talked about the violence. Within the first five minutes, ten minutes, yeah. I, w- I thought about counting after a while, but nope. I'm like, no. Nah. I'm going to guess 50 dudes. What, at the beginning? Oh, yeah. Oh, easy. 50 yeah. dudes just get sliced up, right. cut up, shot. It, <laughs> it was just... It was madness. Right. But... It was contextually appropriate. Yeah. Because once you start to realize, because again, it just starts out that way. Mm. Cold opening. Yeah. It's a, it's in a this cold hallway. opening. Yeah. And then you start to like, there are mobsters. There's this whole story. And you're like, yeah, cool. All right. Get it. it is not just a crazy person doing this. There's some sort of. And it's really like rough cuts. It'll just cut to yeah. her being. And it, it's funny that the only real tales for what you're watching is her hair shorter mm-hmm. and how old her kid is. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, her kid's older. So now we're somewhere down the road in the future somehow. This is a, a couple years later. And yeah. she's living in this apartment. And she's got this husband for this thing they're trying to set up. Mm-hmm. Um, the, to me, the, the cool sequence to me was the wedding sequence. Yeah. I love that. I love the and wedding that, sequence. part of that was in one of the trailers. Right. Where you see her in a full wedding dress. That shot of her, like the full dress. This, yeah. This huge, like 50 caliber sniper rifle. Out the bathroom window. Like, that's, that, yeah. that was an awesome shot. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that they really, like someone storyboarded that. It's like, yeah, we're going to have a shot of her yep. in this flowing, Vera Wang looking gown with uh, 
gigantic 50 cal pointed out the window. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, a cool shoot. What is that Twitter handle? I think the Twitter handle is like one perfect shot. Yeah. They just talked that. that. Oh, that's, that's a that has shot. to be the one perfect shot from that movie. Yeah, it was great. Uh, this is kind of the definition of a frenetic camera work action movie. Mm-hmm. Even though I get on movies a lot of the times, and we will get into this later with another movie, when it comes to action movies, right. generally, if your actors are competent, mm-hmm. I would much rather the approach of you look like Once Upon a Time in China, the Jet Li did. Take that camera back 20 feet. Mm-hmm. Let us see what the people can actually do, even though there are wires sometimes. Right. Cool. But if you have faith in your actor's martial arts abilities... Bring that camera back. This one. Very few people can do that. Right. And, and I get that. Very so few people can do with that. This one, it was an exception because because it switches from first person to third person pretty effortlessly yeah. in the middle of fights. It all made sense. Yeah, it's pretty fluid. So and I think in a in a director that is not as talented, this would just be a headache. Yeah. But someone's going to. St- I was watching it. I was watching mm-hmm. the, the sort of the, 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 the final showdown. Yeah. Someone's gonna steal some of that stuff and put it in another movie. That, that was like initially my thought watching it. Like that scene when she knocks out the front of a car window oh, and is driving the car down the street. <laughs> I was like, someone's gonna take this and put it in a Bond film because it's it's a, such a crazy mm-hmm. sequence. I can see Tom Cruise doing it in Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah. it's such a crazy sequence. I was mm-hmm. like, what is she doing with this water bottle? I was like, oh no. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't even flinch. She just nope. is like on a tear the whole time. She's like the Terminator, like chasing these people down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that type of relentlessness. Yeah. Is, is just crazy. Yeah. Now, that being said, like I said, it bookends with right. two incredible sequences. Right. Sequ- sequences. Is, is sequences. <laughs> sequences. Um, in the middle of this, it right. was interesting. So, I have watched quite a few South Korean movies. Mm-hmm. I have watched a ton of, of movies from China. They shoehorn in a love story. That, oh, yeah. That actually changes the whole uh flavor of the movie yeah and it lasts for like 30 minutes it is not just like mm-hmm. oh we run into each other you know blah blah it's not even the the, the bulk of it's 30 minutes but they sprinkle a lot of it in early on yeah with the with the guy who's like sort of watching her when she first gets recruited mm-hmm. and it sort of just sort of trails in and it sort of picks up and it's sort of the bulk of the story we're watching and then it sort of fades away and it's her and that guy her and some other guy at some mm-hmm. point in the pattern her past and 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 it becomes like an actually pretty compelling compelling love story and so that that was just it was interesting i think certain audiences watching this movie when they see that first 10 minutes of action and then it kind of eases into that love story in the second right. act some people are gonna be like wait what it, was that it is that all i'm going to get of right. that style of movie it pays off no. like the, no. i that, mean there's still i mean there's still in between there's still action there's like yeah. when she's on that mission with that other girl and they're yeah. kind of at, at that bathhouse wherever they're at with those two guys yeah yeah, that, that was that was interesting. It was violent. Um, right, so they, they give there there are scenes like that. Even mm-hmm. some of the flashbacks are, are kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah. Right. So it was just that was an interesting kind of twist mm-hmm. in storytelling. It's just it's not something we see in our American film. No. <laughs> Generally, well, it's a little more telegraphed early on. Yeah. Like, oh, this is his love interest. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He's into this person, and it's going to bleed out through the film. This was more like, hey, here's a bunch of crazy action. And then here now here's the love story, and then mm-hmm. here's more crazy action. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like like you said, uh, ultraviolet. Yeah. Or ultraviolet. 
That was Ultra, a movie Ultra with Mila Jovovich. Mila Jovovich. Wow. Uh, what was she in? She was a hemophage? I don't even want to remember this. <laughs> I totally forgot about that movie. Oh. On I, purpose. I, I kind of like that movie. What? I like terrible Mila Jovovich movies. Yeah, okay. Hello. My name is John and I like terrible Mila Jovovich movies. <sighs> yeah, no, I can't. Anyway. <laughs> uh, ultra violent. Uh, yeah, blood everywhere. If you yeah. are squeamish... I mean, it, this no, is, it's not for you for yeah, squeamish. Yeah, yeah. People get their this, this throats cut and hands, limbs Ooh, cut off. That was another thing. I was that, like, geez, that man. Speaking of action films and martial arts and everything, right. one thing that she does in this and the lead actress who just crushed it. Um, oh, man. I like the Oak Bin Kim. What's her character's name? Suki. 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 Suki, yeah. Um, one thing that she does, as far as a martial arts standpoint, as far as an action standpoint, that I loved, when it was close quarters combat and she has these two swords, mm-hmm. as opposed to just always going for the guts or always going for a neck shot, she would grab somebody's wrist and just slice the wrist yeah. and then just move on to the next person knowing mm, that person is not going to be making yeah. it too long. That was just, It was really clever because it was like close quarters combat yeah go for something that you know is going to incapacitate that person yeah. right away lots of achilles and, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah lots of that happening it, <laughs> it was rough at one point in that uh initial hallway scene uh the camera kind of turns back and there's just this trail of bodies in the hallway yeah. and like a couple guys like go to get up and then just go back down because they're yeah. like mm, nope nah so uh the motorcycle scene that is in one of the trailers yeah is just dope. Like again, this camera work is incredible, mm. and it, it it takes a very skilled person, not just film this, but to storyboard this editing. Oh it's, my a, gosh. it's all a lot of. I think you know, which is what makes sort of that point of view change so seamless mm-hmm. in the editing. So whoever was editing it knew what they were doing, and to make like make it seem very seamless when you're going from like her point of view to then like mm-hmm. this wide shot of her fighting, and back to her point of view with some weapons. Yeah, yeah, it was dope. Uh, let me see if my other notes. Um, yeah, the it the plot kind of gets a little bit muddy with the flashbacks here and there. Uh, you start to realize there are multiple kind of groups involved. Yes. Um, so that part was just it was a little bit hard for me to kind of follow. No, it is. It's it's tough to follow because it it just cuts. There's no like yeah. <laughs> three years ago. There's no like. Yeah. Yeah. black and white overlay to be like okay we're in the past now it's just mm-hmm. like oh what's happening right now who's this guy in the suit oh yep. he's a younger version of somebody else or he's an older version or he's doesn't have a scar on his face anymore yeah, yeah. so it got a little bit confusing uh another south korean movie that got a bunch of hype a few years ago is the host yes that was one that a lot of people that was their introduction to kind of this the south korean yeah. film monster movie genre yeah and a lot of those similar things were in this just the way it was filmed the way the storyline progresses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, on to the rating system right. for this podcast. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. there are three choices when it comes to rating things. I did not rate the books from DK. I will get to that in a second. Okay. But the three choices for ratings are good, bad, or ugly. Uh, this is episode 73. I joked about it a while ago. At what point do you think I should not explain the rating system anymore? <laughs> episode 75 100 no, no it's fine all right no it's fine yeah i always wonder about that because i'm like because it's still is <laughs> it's your episode 73 but it's still someone's first time listening so yeah you introduce it all right i, I appreciate that i just i know people who have listened since episode one and i'm gonna text her now now and then or like they will joke be like oh the rating system and i was like all right cool whatever. it's all right 
Uh, so the rating system, good, bad, or ugly. Uh, a good film is something that you immediately recommend that really captivated you and that you want to see again. A bad movie, it did its job. It was a movie. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining. Did not really blow your socks off. Nothing really changed uh, your view on it. Right. Ugly, just avoid. Uh, for whatever reason, you hated that two hours that you spent in the theater. Mm-hmm. You would not recommend it to your friends. So, good, bad, or ugly. First of all, for DK books, I have received quite a few books from DK while doing this podcast. Every single one of them has blown my mind. Mm-hmm. Every one of them gives me something unique, gives me something different. So, every book from DK is good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely got to get that out there first. Mm-hmm. Now, to the villainous. Tim, good, bad, or ugly? It's good. It's good. It's, um, you know, like you said, the middle kind of lags a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a little something lost in translation from the South Korean filmmaking uh, community and mm-hmm. us American viewers and what we're used to yep. seeing. Um, it doesn't really spoon feed a bunch of stuff. True. But <laughs> it's 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 entertaining enough and just fun enough and crazy enough to watch. Maybe you don't run to the theaters and see it, but you'll yep. watch it on Netflix one day and, and yeah. enjoy it and you know, it'd be something that people talk about and movie that people say, hey, have you ever seen a villainous? You should probably watch it. It's got some crazy action in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's definitely good. Definitely worth a watch. Absolutely. Totally agree. This is a good for me. Um, I think this will be a movie similar to The Raid and The Raid 2 Redemption that only lasts in the theaters, depending on your city, right. for maybe two weeks. Right. And then it was just gone. And you started hearing about it. You started seeing things online being like, Wait, what is this crazy action movie where he works from the bottom floor to the top floor? So it starts getting around. I I totally agree. I think this, hopefully when it hits Netflix, you know, in a few months or some other streaming service, people will need to see this. If you are a fan of action, if you do not mind an ultra-violent action movie, Bloodfest, then definitely check this out. So The Villainous gets two goods. Mm -hmm. Next on the docket, totally changing gears, kind of. Uh, but staying in the action genre, the new movie uh, by director Michael Cuesta, Cuesta, whatever. Uh, it is American Assassin, another bloodfest, another bloodfest that was surprisingly graphic in parts. Yeah, that in in general, in action movies, you expect some gunshot wounds or people getting killed. Cool. There were a couple times in American Assassin when I was like, Ugh, like yeah. this is veering towards hostile territory so uh but the movie stars uh dylan o'brien yes dylan (laughs) o'brien who tim loves from the maze runner movies i do man i I think he's great (laughs) in those movies i don't think i'm alone i think he's good in those movies i think now that they had the accident on set or now i mean it was a while ago when they had the accident on set of the third one second almost died there's no way i'm going back to that well does anybody like is that is that franchise dead it might be i don't know because if i'm him i don't go back yeah, because not doing that. So that he was filming a sequence and almost got crushed or something. I forget what. Yeah, he did get crushed. Oh, he did. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Yeesh. yeah, he was. He was messed up. Huh. He's good now, apparently. But yeah, uh, was, that, yeah. that is good. Um, so it starts Dylan O'Brien, uh, as the main star, and of course Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Uh, Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch is taking another swing at the bat. I listen. Sw- swing man. at the plate. I love Taylor. <laughs> I love Taylor Kitsch. We're not gonna <laughs> slander him. I love Taylor Kitsch. I think he is good. Don't, don't even start. I think with he is Taylor good. Slander. I just think he has not really. Someone has not found a role for him past Friday Night Lights. Yes, where he works. Right. I mean, and that he is good. It just for whatever reason, post Friday Night Lights, 
either some either director has not found the right project for him, his agent has not found the right project for him. Right. Something has not generated that like big stardom. Okay. So I think X Men did not help his case. No. Or Wolverine. Wolverine. No. Wolverine Origins. Whatever. Yeah, that was yeah. such a mess. No. Such a mess. Anyway. Yep. Uh, a couple other people are in this that you do not need to know about. So not Lathan's it. What are you so not Lathan. Uh, well, I guess I was mainly referencing my boy, who I actually really like, who I was hoping would have a bigger role, was Ray Park. Yeah. Uh, who played Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. Ray Park is a legitimate world class martial who artist. Was he? Who was he? He was the guy who did not last very long. Spoiler alert. Uh, in the program. Oh, the other the, guy. The first, yeah, the first interaction yeah, the with. Bearded. Yeah, first yeah. interaction with Taylor Kitsch in the restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> Dunzo, a hipster, hipster CIA killer. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Ray Park, I, I he is another guy who legitimate martial artist, like world class. Wushu was his base. Why has he not been able to get that next level role? Well, what avenues do we have for legitimate martial artists? That if is, we're, like, if we're honest, like we, what? Yeah, we're no longer in the Jean Claude Van Damme era yeah, what that we, we grew up with, yeah. where if you were a legitimate martial artist. They would throw 50 scripts at you and you would just make a bunch of movies. I think, unfortunately, these days, even you look at Jason Statham, legitimate black belt in Taekwondo, right. has been a martial artist his entire life. He gets stuck doing these weird action, not weird action movies, big blockbuster but action he gets movies. Work. But he gets work. There aren't that many lines. And if, yeah. if we're honest, like, I love Ray Park. He didn't have a lot of lines in this movie. He didn't right. have a lot of lines with Darth Maul. Well, and maybe uh, that's the thing. What sucked about that is. Similar to what they how they did Darth Vader, uh, Ray Park voiced the lines, and then they were dubbed by Peter Serafinowicz. So Ray Park only did the character of Darth Maul, and of maybe course, he's action, not good at delivering lines because he has like a handful, of, yeah. not even a handful. <laughs> like, yeah, there were only he got like <laughs> three sentences. He didn't say a lot. Yeah, so that was just don't worry, I got this. All right, I could do that. You're reckless. Yeah, yeah. He's got like two words, so maybe maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's why we haven't seen him. Maybe he's just not good at the acting part, which is important if you're going to be. It is because again, in that Jean Claude Van Damme era of our youth, which I I honestly could not even guess how many of those movies I have seen. And you know what's funny? Going back to that, like that reminded me of what like Rush Hour was smart in the way they handled it. Yes. Absolutely. Bringing in Jackie Chan, the whole point of his character was that, you know, he pretended not to know English mm-hmm. and then he had bad English. That was like part of the character. So when he's delivering his lines and it's broken English, it's fine because that's the character. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's Lee in Rush Hour. So it works. Um, but yeah, everyone can do that. Unless yep. you just make the person a mute, that's fine. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. Maybe the silent killer and he just silently kills people. I don't know. But the fact that maybe he doesn't get a lot of lines says a lot about why he's not a star. That, that could be it. Um, I, I'm a Ray Park apologist. I will I will yeah. go on record as that. Uh, so when I saw him in this, I got excited. Yeah. At the same time, I kind of knew mm, he might not be making yeah. it. So the storyline of American Assassin, you pretty much get all of it in the trailer. Like literally, this is one of those movies where if you watch the two minute trailer, you see the beginning where he is with his girlfriend, possibly fiance, on a beach. Chaos ensues. Terrorists are there. He gets upset, goes on a quest for revenge. Oh, you're missing a big piece. The terrorists show up and murder a bunch of people. They shoot him. They kill his fiance. (laughs) Right. So 18 months later, we we hop to him being like... A crazy... Neck (laughs) deep in like Al-Qaeda or some some crazy Muslim terrorist group. 
Yeah. The the biggest ridiculous thing in this movie <laughs> is like he's fluent in Arabic, like in eighteen months, like fluent. Like, yeah. Can understand it, mm-hmm. can type it, can speak it. I'm like, okay, there's not that many Rosetta Stones in the world to make you that fluent. And Arabic is tough. The Arabic, it's tough. <laughs> so anyway, so this guy somehow is fluent in Arabic. Mm-hmm. Um, is also a world class martial artist. Martial artist. Uh, gun. Can, yeah, can shoot any yeah, gun. Doing gun kata stuff. He's doing all. The, he's doing all the good <laughs> stuff. He's takes upon himself to go to Middle East to try to like kill this bad guy who is responsible for killing his girlfriend. The CIA interrupts it. They show mm-hmm. up. He was pretty much a dead man at that point. They show up, save him. Which of so, course pisses him off because he's like, yeah. I was gonna get them, and they were yeah. like. Cool. And then what? Yeah. And then, yeah. You're going to get out of the country. You're like, come <laughs> like, on. What? But that's, you know, that's American hubris. Mm-hmm. So, Sonali and Rakusin for the special ops group that has some weird name Orion. Orion. Um, that gets trained by Michael Keaton, who's a friend of her father's, who mm-hmm. serves in the Gulf War. And or, so, ser- yeah. Serves so, in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So, Keaton is training a small group, weeding people out. <laughs> and then, the and then, so the side story is there's like some weapons grade plutonium. That's missing. <laughs> yep. That someone's trying to arm a, a nuclear warhead with, mm-hmm. and the only, the only um, real clue they have is a familiar face from them, which is one of their old students, right? Played by Taylor Kitsch, known as the Ghost. Mm-hmm. And they thought they blew him up with some drone attack, but apparently he's still alive, and he's got some plan. He's got the you know, you don't love me anymore. I want revenge. Seriously. He's like a scorned ex who wants to kill millions of Americans. Pretty so, much. That's uh that's the plot. So then, um, and, you, and you get all of that in a two minute trailer. Yeah. So do you see yeah. Taylor Kitsch and Dylan O'Brien fighting? You see, like, yeah. you get from the beach to a to like a fight of theirs in two minutes. Right. Yeah. So they they go on. So the the group, the new mm-hmm. tough guys, sort of CrossFit CIA group, <laughs> sort of bounce around the world like Carmen San Diego, mm. trying to find this. Except guy. only really two of them. We see Michael Keaton training a group of like eight. I think dudes. they weeded them out. I think. Come yeah. on, I think they there did. There is no way that he only trains like all of them couldn't make it. I guess, but that was the thing is like Dylan O'Brien was the new guy, the new guy. But he, there was already like an established team, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't can you make it through my program?" He does because like Sonal Lathan said, he was off the charts. All of his testing was off the charts. He's he's off the charts. That's all we yeah. know about him. So he's off the charts, and so they all go around the world, and they you know. Fighting all these bad guys, mm-hmm. trying to trying to catch up Taylor Kitsch before you know it's too late. I would like to see this production uh, crew's passports because private jets, good googly moogly, private jets. They go everywhere, yeah, everywhere, wormholes. I mean, they they're in Istanbul at one point. They go to Iran. They go to Rome, and they actually go there because the scene. There. Yeah, I will give this movie credit. The cinematography is great. Right. Like the on location set pieces. Mm-hmm. It looks great. Yeah. In this super generic it's just, action yeah, movie. It's, it's generic. It's not bad. It's just nothing new happens. No. It's just like Middle East terrorism. Check. Nuclear nuclear device in play. Check. Scorned former agent goes after the US. Check. Right. All of these like we everything in this movie. Yeah. A by the rules leader who's tough nose who then goes against the goes against the, his own rules yeah and then like the guy who's just that can never rein in because he's so reckless and his recklessness somehow saves the day of yeah, course of course it does we have seen everything of in this movie a thousand times. thousand times but one thing i did enjoy though was the the, the young woman who played the turkish agent who helped him yeah uh, let me she pull her was up. a badass uh 
I was happy they didn't have her as like just the skirt that walks around and distracts men while the men do the tough stuff. Like she was in yep. there throwing hands with everybody. And I, I appreciated that. I was like, good. I'm glad she's cutting people's throats and kicking people through windows. Like I wanted to see that. Man, is she one of these people on IMDb that does not get a picture? Come on now. No, she's, she's, she's on there. Step your game up, agents. Uh, I see Charlotte Vega, who was the girlfriend. No. Who was useless. Um, it's not Lathan. She's in there. Uh, oh, here we go. What's her name? Shiva or something? Yeah. Shiva Nagar. Mm-hmm. Um, Shiva Nagar. She's good, man. I want to see yeah. her some other stuff because she was really, like, tough. Yeah. She was pretty. She was pretty captivating. Could, could pull off the like I'm a I'm a pretty agent and just sort of on vacation with my fiance, but also like that hotel sequence. Like she's yeah. she's a badass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she she is the action scenes mm-hmm. in this film. Kind of going back to obviously I'm a stickler for for martial arts, right? Uh, because of some of my background. So some of the the moves in this mm-hmm. totally legitimate. Like they actually they make sense. Uh, it was unique. So much of the martial arts in the, this movie, especially the close combat, yeah. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, make no sense. I don't even care. Made no, it's like, again, me watching that, I'm like, I don't uh, care. Does it look sweet? Cool. I'm with it. Please. Does it look cool? Him throwing someone through a window? Yeah, I get it. I'm fine. Yeah. What was pretty funny, though, speaking of like things that are telegraphed. Yeah. In one scene where there's this this fight scene. Wow. It starts by like panning by this huge window. Any of us who have watched oh, no. action movies, we're like, okay, so somebody is going Someone's through that going window. Through window. Someone's going <laughs> through the window. So absolutely. I mean, it just spoon feeds you yeah. this entire way. Uh, Michael Keaton in this kind of resurgence of him being this grizzled, yeah. tough guy nails it. Oh, he's like good. he crushes it. He does have a moment. Where his famous scene from 1989's Batman, when he was like, "You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts." He has a "Let's get nuts" moment in this movie right. that is just weird, and it comes out of left but, but field. You, but I mean, here's the thing: I don't really think it's left field. Like someone, like okay, so, if the, so let's pretend this character's a real person, right? Someone like okay. him who's trained a bunch of people, who's seen a bunch of bad stuff, is probably a tad bit crazy. Yeah, and this that scene would be a, an actual situation where something that crazy would come out of him. Yeah. That makes sense to me, because you're probably a bit of a nutcase. And if there's going to be any some of the, some of that sort of bubbling to the surface, that would be the moment that it bubbles to the surface. So I was fine with it. It's yeah. ridiculous. I mean, it it made sense. It was just so out there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, and yeah, that in that scene in particular was where some of the most graphic stuff was happening. Um, and it was just yeah. Ugh, I just made a, I just made a motion to Tim about one yeah. of the things that happened. That was that was pretty pretty rough. Yeah, rough it, to watch. It was bad. It was um, rougher to watch than people getting shot. Oh, oh, hundred percent. Like, oh, because that could happen to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and one of my one of my only fears, I hate hypodermic needles. Really, like, syringes. I have tattoos. What do you mean? I have tattoos. I, I like tattoos. What do you mean you hate like, syringes? What's going on? If I'm watching a zombie movie, yeah. and someone gets cut in twain, yeah, totally fine. If somebody brings out a needle to give somebody like. Oh no! Oh, you might. You need a hepatitis B shot. I turn away. So that that Pulp Fiction scene really just messed with me. You can't watch it like that. Yeah, I just so is hyper, that bad? Hypodermic wow. needles and syringes. I can be watching a crazy movie, and if somebody comes in like, oh, you, you miss, you just need a tetanus shot. So what do you do I, when you get shots? Do you just? Oh, I turn away. Hundred <laughs> percent. What about like 
But like tattoos are totally fine. Like tattoo needles. Tattoos different. Exactly. But like an actual needle yeah. syringe. Yeah, I remember when I was going to Ghana that I went to go get all oh, my immunizations. Dude. <laughs> so when I went, they were like, oh, we only get a few shots. So mm. the lady said a few. So I'm like, I bet a few. A few's like three. <laughs> right. Maybe four. Mm-hmm. Man, she rolled out a tray. And I was like, Ooh. what is that? She was like, yeah. Like a like, Russian intelligence officer. Yeah. yeah. I felt like I was <laughs> interrogated. Getting, Stuck in MK Ultra or something, so they they roll out this tray, and I could feel them. But the thing, the last Mm -hmm. one was for like yellow fever. Oh yeah, yeah. She's like, you're gonna feel this one the most. Mm. I was like, but at the you know she was talking and just like walking me through the breathe through it. But man, Mm -mm. man, I remember in high school, I had to get a hepatitis B shot and a tetanus shot. Mm -hmm. They did it in the morning. Yeah, one is on my left shoulder. One was on my right shoulder. Right. I had PE first period. Nope. Nope. It was just like noodle arms. Yeah. It was just stiff. Yeah. Needle, needles are. I, I hate needles. Um, the scene in Saw 2. Yeah. This is a movie where people are getting sliced and cut and ripped apart, which is gross. Right. The, oh, the, the lady hit those that, needles. Oh, that's one of my, okay. oh, that's one of oh. my favorite scenes. Like thinking about it now, it just. Because the guy's such a jerk. Because the oh, woman he God. throws in there is like a drug addict. <laughs> He's like, "Are you used to it? And just like tosses her in the needle. I was like, mm. oh, what a dick. Yeah. And it's like she gets up and it's like stuck to her skin, like all these needles. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, no. I, I, it's I, good to know leading up to Halloween that you, can, you're afraid of needles. It. Nope. It's good to know. Um, so in this movie, there's a very graphic. This is a graphic torture scene. Torture scene. Um, um, yeah. That all of us were like, ugh. <laughs> right. Uh, one thing. <laughs> side, side note. Tangent. Tim and I see a ton of movies, as as everybody who listens to this knows. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of times, oh yeah, a guy. lot of times in these that advanced guy. screenings, uh, you get people who they get an email, be like, "Hey, you know, click here." You I don't it. know. Listen, I don't know how these people get in. Like people, I was all, like yesterday, someone was like, "How do people get these tickets?" I'm like, oh, it is easy. I don't know. There are a couple. So, in if you were in a major market, right. uh, Seattle, L.A., New York, Chicago, like, Atlanta, yeah, yeah. If you're in a major market, there are a bunch of services mm-hmm. where you can sign up for free passes. But that's not everybody, though, right? No. So you sign up, you get an email, says, hey, advanced screening of American Assassin on a Tuesday, blah. Click here, reserve your spot, and then you stand in line right. for like an hour and a half to get your seat. Right. Every now and then, the audience in these screenings uh, is very excited or very scared or, you know, whatever may have you. Mm-hmm. There was a guy in this screening, the clapper, who at the most inopportune, weird times. I mean, there were inopportune times, just no one was on board with the clap. Like, they were loudly. Like, I get wanting to clap during the scene, but no one else picked Nobody. up the clap. Like, he and just would start clapping, like, as if everyone else was going to, no one else. He no. was the solo clapper. And mm-hmm. it happened twice. Oh, it happened so many more, more times yeah. than that. I just remember twice being like, can you stop? With the, like, no one's right. joining your little clap fest. And at one point, like, you know, if, if a good... There's nothing clap worthy in the film. No. And if a good guy, like, uh, punches out... The end. Uh, Ooh, yes. Yep. The, like, the, the last, the like, 30, last seconds. 30 seconds. I was yep. like, oh, that's I, uh, that's pretty dope. He clapped for that. But by that point, we had heard this dude clapping every few minutes for the past hour and a half. Yeah. Man. Maybe he's just really into killing terrorists. I don't know. Maybe that's his bag. That's the thing he's But into. even when he was just like, there would be a scene... Where no action was happening, somebody would just say something quippy, yeah. and it would be like, "Yeah, maybe he was drunk." <laughs> like what? a lot of drunk people show up at these events. Okay, yeah, maybe he was. Maybe he had a little bit too much. But it yeah. was just. It was so weird. That guy's a mess. Uh, 
So the other thing that is always weird to me when these movies, uh, when you have one character who right. says the thing that always ruins teams is is personal. Don't take things personal. Yeah. Literally every person's motivation in this film is personal. Everybody's. Sanaa Lathan, Michael Keaton, Dylan O'Brien, Taylor yeah. Kitsch. Every single one of them has a personal investment and takes it personally and it dictates all of their actions. Yeah, 100% true. <laughs> it's like, this is a dumb trope. Don't take so it personal. so dumb. And everything you Did do is ch- personal. He choked him out <laughs> with the core to the laptop. Okay, that was dope. I said, come on, man. That was that was pretty awesome. He's some old man strength. Pulled him across the table, choked hey, him out. Michael Keaton, though, look at him. Like, yeah. look at him these days and he just got off playing the vulture. Yeah. He's kind but of a good. He works. Kind of a, yeah, he's been in the gym. Uh, what I want to see now more than ever, have him be the old Bruce Wayne in a Batman Beyond movie. They're not gonna do that. Makes, I know they're not. It makes too much sense. Like, but that. Oh my gosh! Especially seeing him now makes too much sense. It's not gonna happen. Uh, it's too much sense. It he makes would, too he much would sense. crush he it. Would, it would be what would help DC uh, rise from the ashes. Especially they already talked about they're going to. They're re- not gonna do it. They're going to relaunch <laughs> everything with Flashpoint because they realize. All right, none of us have any ideas of how to yeah. fix these things. Flashpoint. Yeah. It's a reset. <laughs> Just a hard reset oh, on your phone. Yeah. That's what they're doing. <laughs> it's going to be dumb. Jesus. Um, all right, let me see what else. Uh, I talked about that everybody takes things personal. Yes. Um. Yeah, it just it is a generic late summer. I mean, it is September. Yeah, it, uh, and it's perfect for late summer. Yeah. If this, if this had come out in the middle of summer nah, when there's a ton died. of other stuff going on. Eating alive. Not going to happen. But it's fun. I know. I, do you think this spawns into another franchise? So that is the other thing is this will get compared to the Bourne Identity, Supremacy, mm-hmm. all of yeah. those. Do I think the Bourne movies have already peaked? 100%. Because well, well, this is based on a book, right? Yeah. So is there another book that follows uh, it? Or? If I were a professional, I would have known that. Uh, but yeah. I do not. All right. Um, so let's say there's not another book. Mm-hmm. Do they make an American Assassin 2? And what is it about? Because they, do you, where they do you go? easily could. Okay, hundred percent. They could make another sequel. Dylan O'Brien. I I'm, I had some problems with some of the action scenes, but he's fine. He, he was good. He's fine. Like he knows how to do action. The beard helped. The beard helped him look like a badass. It actually. It's it kinda, kinda, it, he doesn't look like a baby face kid anymore. He's yeah. got like a beard. And even like his IMDb profile picture yeah. is still the one from like Maze <laughs> Runner. Yeah. And you're like, hmm, you look sixteen. This guy's killing people. Um. All right. So what, what's what's so what's America? What's your American Assassin two? storyline well where did the middle east okay you know what is next russia russia so it goes to russia <laughs> like it just we already see for what reason? oh no russia comes here russia comes to us yep. he, it is his job to then rat out not rat out to find the moles yeah uh in the u.s government that russia has planted so because this filmmaking crew likes to globe trot man you're going everywhere russia you're, south korea yep all of like mexico probably yeah cuba cuba uh, you you are going to hit all those places. It will end up here, probably around the Pentagon, and he will save somebody. At, Is like, he looking for like the Russian equivalent of himself? Oh yeah, that's, because again, that's the Taylor, big show now. Taylor Kitsch was at one point He's eliminated, and, and you see this in the trailer. Yeah, uh, Taylor Kitsch was like, "Where's the new me?" Yeah, blah blah. Where's the new me? Like, so that is going to happen. So this is, this is a Russian, okay? Yeah, okay. So you you could do this. Dylan O'Brien is Ke- still Keaton's still around. Oh yeah. Keep Keaton around. Keaton's around, sort of like advising. Mm-hmm. It's not still around, being the big government yep. op who pulls all the strings, which was awesome. I, um, I love seeing a powerful woman we, of color. Who do, we, in who do these... we bring? Who who who's with him? He's not solo. So who's his? Oof. We bring in 
Ray Park. I bring in John Cho. Huh. I bring in John Cho. Okay. As like Okay. The sort of like brains of the operation, smart, mm. deadly with weapons. But he hates to use them. Doesn't use them. Yeah. But it can, like he had all the training. But can murder people. Yeah, he, he has all to. the training that everyone else did, right. but he just does not and like, like a to. master of disguise who sort of blends in everywhere. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I could see it. Yeah. So John Cho was getting an American Assassin too. Right. You, uh, you and Dylan O'Brien <laughs> glow trot and, and murder people. And this movie is is making some good money too. It's it's um, it's easy. We will talk about this later on. It's easily digestible cinema, yeah. which for the lay person is kind of what they need. They yeah. don't want a bunch of like, hmm, let me think hard on this. They want to be like, hey, what? Are, like you said, most the bulk of the film and the plot is in the trailer. Yeah. Even with that said, you go watch because you want to see what's in the trailer. Yeah. It's like it's as advertised. Mm-hmm. Like here are the ingredients in your drink, so go drink it if you yeah. if that's what you want to drink. Um. So movies like this will always have a shelf life. It'll always play on FX. It'll play on... Oh, guaranteed. Yeah, it'll be like FX, American Assassin. It'll be heavily edited, but mm-hmm. it'll show. And it, there's enough in it for you to get, even if you're editing around some of the ultra-violent stuff, mm-hmm. there's enough in it for for you to to still show the movie. Yeah. yeah uh, it'll be I, fine. Another action movie trope mm-hmm. that this one had, and you see this in the trailer again. At one point, Michael Keaton is training. Right. Dylan O'Brien, he said, kill me. So he tries to attack him with a knife. Yeah. Michael Keaton flips the dude around, puts a knife at his throat, and he's like, this is how you do it, blah, blah. And he like hits the butt of the yeah. knife. Quietly or something. As yeah. soon as you see that, you're like, all right, oh, that is going to happen. This is coming later on. <laughs> like, yeah. Guarantee you that is going to happen. Yo, the one sequence I loved, which reminded me a lot of um, the Hannibal. Remember Hannibal? Uh, the Hannibal Lecter. Oh, the TV show? No, 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 no. Oh. The movie. The movie they did. Red Dragon? Not Red Dragon, Hannibal. It was like oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. them chasing after him. Yep, right? gotcha. Where that guy is following him around like Venice and he like stabbed yeah. him on the street and the guy mm-hmm. bleeds out. So there's a scene like that in this movie that I absolutely love. So I was like, oh, yeah. that's reminded me of Hannibal work. Where they're, they're, they're going into bus to find this person who they don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. They show up. They're not sure who he is. And it goes to hell mm-hmm. in the handbasket very, very quickly. Uh, but one of the characters gets like just stabbed real quick. Mm-hmm. But it's in a very vital place and he just sort of bleeds out quickly on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Again, then, and then he just starts shooting random people like it was a, that was it just, was chaotic. Yeah. 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 So for for super generic action movie, uh the budget was like thirty three million. Oh, there's another trope they use too, which is someone Ooh. saying something to give away the fact that they're a mole. Ugh. I never told you that information. How did you know? Every, oh, oh, I'm sure you told me. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, come on. And, and also, another trope they did was like two guys talking quietly, and then one guy gets just shot from a distance. Oh, and and you see that, <laughs> you see that a mile, a mile away. away. I'm like, oh, this guy's dead. They're not gonna kill the other characters. This man's mm-hmm. obviously a, a dead. Yeah, yeah. He just gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's funny is none of these things create international incidents. No, it's okay. just like it's, Which, just, it's just like at one point you see a news uh something on the news yeah. about like oh, in the very beginning mm-hmm. when you see Taylor Kitsch's character yeah when it was like an assassination attempt blah blah and that is it yeah it's clearly like a there, CCTV camera like <laughs> and they HD have, I'm like that's him like we know who this person is he's an American so weird who murdered a bunch of people overseas mm-hmm. yeah it's never and if they had that just, type of yeah. CCTV footage. These most of these shootouts are happening in the middle of the street, uh, daytime. <laughs> like, yeah, there's like one thing that happens at night. Mm-hmm. The rest of it is full day. Yeah, yeah. 
and the, they're having full shootouts in this place. That's it's a neighborhood. Oh yeah, <laughs> in Rome. I'm like, people live here. You guys are having full on like gunplay, and like yeah. no police show up. No, ever and explosions. Like it's just a huge explosion. Huge and explosions. at one point, so the uh, MacGuffin in this whole movie is this yeah. nuke. At one point, where around where this nuke is. Is a gun battle, and it was like, whoa, 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 like, full on gunfight. After they already made a point, be like, once this is armed, blah blah, yeah. bang, 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 and it was like, <laughs> what? Right. It was just, it was madness. Right. Um, yeah, that that pretty much. Uh, but yeah, thirty three million dollar budget for an action movie is actually That's pretty fine. good. That's like pretty that, good. that is a good solid. Probably budget. pay for all their travel. Oof, man, <laughs> they they went everywhere. That would have been a fun movie to work on. Oh yeah, yeah, they were everywhere. Even if you're like second assistant yeah. to somebody. Oh, I'm in Rome for like a month. Oh, no. Hanging out, eating food. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So to the rating system, uh, I will give mine first. I'm a big fan of action movies. Uh, I grew up in the Jean-Claude Van Damme era, the Chuck Norris era of Delta Force and all of those. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for it. Uh, even though this film has every action movie trope, it has every spy movie trope. It is a good yeah. It, it was it was a fun. What was it like? Under two hours. Oh, under two hours. Uh, in and out action movie. You see everything coming a mile away. Mm-hmm. Everything is in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But it made sense. It was it was fun. So I, I give it a good. What about you? It's a good as well. I, it's 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 one of those low IQ action films that yeah. I think <laughs> will frustrate some fans to be like, man, because we you know we're coming off like John Wick, yeah, Atomic Blonde with this, this world building yeah. and all this deep it's stuff. Really unique, fun, like kind of smart action even some of the Bourne films that we've watched recently yeah. and so to see this is like okay this is like a throwback to the 80s 100%. where it's like who here's a nuke here's a villain here's a big bad country who wants to do bad things and here's a scorned <laughs> US citizen uh, we've seen it at the, again like we, like we said we've seen it a thousand mm-hmm. times and I think people's patience for those type of films has, has waned yeah. So even though it's a good, I'm fully aware there are people who love action films who will watch this and absolutely hate it and think it's the dumbest thing they've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But much like yourself, I grew up on them. I'm yep. fine with it. It's it ex- it's the stuff I've seen a thousand times executed well. Yeah. Um, there are a few, like I said, uh, Shiva Nagar, is mm-hmm. like a, I think has the potential to be a breakout yeah. star. Dylan O'Brien showed us that he can do action outside sure. of Maze Runner. I've been calling this movie Maze Gunner. Maze Gunner, yep. Um, yeah, so he's shown that he can do other action mm-hmm. instead of, I thought he was going to literally be physically be Darth Vader after his accident, but now he can actually do action. He can do stuff. Mm-hmm. and So there's some there's some good takeaways. So yeah. even with people hating it or not liking it, there are some good things to take away. So you'll watch it on FX one day and be fine with it. Or watch it on your Netflix and be like, oh, that was, that was, uh, yeah, that was fun. Th- this, if not fun for, 90 minutes. If not for Michael Keaton and Snod Lathan, yeah. this would be a direct-to-Netflix type of movie. Yeah. But, you know, get the two of them. Big yeah. budget. So, yeah. Yeah. Solid. All right. Now to the movie that is and has been easily the most divisive movie yeah. that has come out in a long time. What was the last super divisive movie? Get Out. Divisive? To me, because there were people who were like, I just don't th- I just don't get it. It paints so many people in a bad light. Like, yeah. people were. Have you read a history book? Right. Uh, but I think Get Out was the last time I saw people on both sides of the spectrum either loving it or absolutely hating it. I didn't meet anyone who absolutely hated Get Out. Online, there were quite a few people. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't, I, yeah. Yeah. So the movie that we're talking about is Darren Aronofsky's new film called 
mother. With an exclamation point at the end. With an exclamation point, mainly because I just mother. I found out that there was another movie called Mother that came out in like 2009. There was a movie called Mother, so, uh, so they had to put that in there. Yeah, they had to. That's yeah. good old marketing and yeah. trademarks. Train, train spotting. They were able to do T2, T2 because the official title for Terminator 2 was Terminator T- 2, Terminator 2, 2 Judgment, Judgment Day. Day. Yeah, T2 so. was a nickname. Yeah, so Mother was an exclamation yeah. point by Darren Aronofsky, uh, starring, of course, Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem. Uh, with special guest appearances, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer. Ed Harris, uh, uh, Dom Hall Gleason pops in for a hot second. Oh yeah, yeah, Dom um, Hall. I like him. I I like Dom. I think he every time he pops up, I'm like, hey, it's Dom Hall. And he, he got a cool name. He he did two movies, uh, kind of back to back. Like so, he did Ex Machina. Yes, as this like super nerdy like, and then we saw him in Rogue One, and we were like, no, we saw him in, in, in episode. Uh, Eight. But he also did like I mean, Black he done, Mirror. Yeah, he's done a bunch of stuff. But it was like, he, yeah, he is. And I, I hate using this cliche term, but he is kind of a chameleon. He like, is. Like when he takes these roles, you recognize him, but you lose him in his performance. Yeah, he did that one. One of my favorite rom coms he was in with him, Rachel McAdams. Yeah, that is not my genre. Uh, let me see. Are you kidding me? Rom coms? Get out of my face! No. What's I'm, wrong? What's wrong? Why do you hate love so ugh. much? <laughs> that's my that's my question. <laughs> Uh, Listen, I'm not a huge rom com fan, but there are some rom coms that are very well made, and so I'm I'm always going to be up for those. Uh, I'm always up for a good movie. Who else was in the movie? Uh, oh, he was in The Revenant. I, uh, he was Rachel McAdams. What's the? I I love the movie. Uh, uh, Brooklyn. Nope. Uh, Unbroken. It. Nope. Uh, American Made. Nope. That That's was new. Year. When was like was this before Ex Machina? Before that. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, Calvary. Nope. Frank. Nope. About time. Uh, yes. Oh wait, I. Wait, did I see Frank that? was fun. I liked him in Frank as well. You ever see Frank? Uh, he is one of those guys where, again, once you actually start looking back, you're like, oh, yeah, he was in this. Did you see Frank? Uh, I, that sounds really familiar. Frank and uh, Mike, uh, Michael Fassbender's in it. He plays Frank. Let me pull Frank that. is fascinating. Oh, that one. Okay. I think I remember seeing clips of it. I don't think I ever finished it. Okay. Um, it's a big head. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Great soundtrack for I remember Frank. About Time. About Time is good. It's a time Ugh. travel. The sci-fi rom-com the first thing have you seen it no okay that was the first time i was ever introduced to margot Robbie because she's in it oh okay okay so it's important because i'm not saying, I'm not saying it's because margot <laughs> Robbie is right. beautiful but her character and mm-hmm. the conversation that they have at the very beginning of the film it, i think is very important for a lot of people who are out dating hmm i'll okay. say that much it's a very important conversation that, that they have but anyway, his whole he comes from a lineage of people who can time travel. They go to like a dark place, close their eyes, okay. clench their fists, and think about a moment, and then we'll travel back to that moment. But mm-hmm. him and his dad have these interesting conversations. Okay, so now that you have this power, how do you use it? And he's right. struggling with how to use it. He's trying to craft his perfect life. And certain things it's are working. Terrible idea. Again, you never change the past. Yeah, no. So mm-hmm. he's running, but also it's wrapped in this love story with him and his and his who he thinks is the love of his life and how mm-hmm. he wants to like woo her and stuff it's fat it's fun man watch it you'll enjoy it it's not as cheesy as you think it's got enough sci-fi time travel stuff to mm-hmm. make it interesting here's what the poster Dom says good in it richard mcadams is good in it i forgot the guy who plays dad he's gonna uh yeah. you know him you god i'm spacing on his bill name. nighy bill nighy of course it's great in it as his father his sister's crazy you'll appreciate it man here's you what, will appreciate here's it. what makes me immediately not want to see this oh come the on the poster First of all, has them laughing in the rain. Yeah, it looks like a... <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Then it makes that, takes that dumb image. Yeah. And then it says, from the creators of 
Love Actually, mm-hmm. Notting Hill, Four Weddings and a Funeral. So all good movies. Quick question. Ask me if I care about any of those movies. Okay. Whether you care or not, those are all very well-made movies. Those are all good movies. I have no interest. <laughs> let's, 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 can we be honest for a second? All right. Yeah. Let's, this is a safe space. Let's divorce ourselves from the genre itself. Okay. From them being rom-coms. Those are all very well-made movies. Right? Okay. That's it. It's, think about Marvel in terms of, right? Marvel says we're introducing this movie, this character, we're going to make a movie out of it mm-hmm. in our, with Marvel Studios. Despite you knowing nothing about the character, you know Marvel is really good at making these types of films. So you know there's a level of decency that's going right. to be, they're going to handle the property well. So those movies that you listed are well made. So even though you haven't seen this movie, I want you to trust that it's going to be a very well made, very well told story. Okay, so of Love Actually, Notting Hill, yes. Four Weddings and a Funeral, and About Time. Yes. I hate doing this to myself. If you had to choose one of those for me to watch, and I will watch it, which one would it be? Oh, Love Actually. Are you, I'm, I'm sorry you haven't seen it. Love Actually. Oh, is that the one with the stuttery McStutterface? Um. <laughs> stuttery <laughs> McStutterface. <laughs> what is that a Garfield kid? The, no, the... um. Oh, man. It's like a bunch of different stories the, 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 the posh, the posh uh, British guy. You would know Love Actually if you saw it. Uh, it's got my man Rick Grimes is in it. Uh, Stuttering Mix Stutterface. Um, Chiwetel Ejiofor is in it. Uh, you would know. You have the main, the you, main guy. What? Why am I not? Hold up, Hugh Grant. Yeah, he's Hugh Grant's in all Stuttering Mix Stutterface. He's in all those movies. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm just charm, charming and British and and uh, uh, but. You okay? So if I was to see one, I would see because Love Actually it's a, it's it's a solid film. All right. Um, but then a, I would, damn, it has a hell of a cast. Oh, well, imagine that. Colin a hell, First. A hell of a Colin cat. Colin Firth, Liam oh. Neeson, Emma oh. Thompson, Alan Rickman. Oh. Keira Knightley is Keep garbage. Going. Keep going. Uh, it's a hell of a cast. Yeah, Bill Andrew Nighy, Lincoln, Ron Atkinson. Andrew Lincoln's in it. Who's almost <laughs> unrecognizable without his Rick Grimes beard. All He's right. like a baby face. Watch Love Actually. All right, fine. I'm writing then, it down. And then watch About Time. Mm, nope, I only gave you one. I, I listen, man. You, one. you, I kid you not. I've known you for a while now. Uh-huh. You're going to like About Time. You're going to say, you know what? I went in <laughs> thinking it was going to be nonsense. Mm-hmm. If this is another Titanic. No, it's not. It's I'm not right. as pretentious as Titanic is. This is, It's just a fun sci-fi rom-com love story about two people who meet. And it's it's got some of the rom-com tropes that are necessary. But I think you'll appreciate the, the, the father-dad conversations. Because okay. you're a sucker for those. I am. <laughs> you'll appreciate some of the relational conversations that they have early on. Because I think they're important. I think you'll appreciate it. All right. We'll see. Anyway, um, so back go, to Mother. Because Don Hall Gleason's in it. Back to Mother. <laughs> the, Sorry the, for the tangent. The five-minute yeah. tangent. So, okay. So, yeah, Donald Gleason is... Uh, Don, is it Dom Hall? Don Hall Gleason, yeah. You actually pronounce like... the. I always thought it was Donald Gleason, but I guess not. Come Donald. on, man. Anyway. Um, so, crazy... He doesn't, he doesn't say, the first order! <laughs> right. He doesn't, he doesn't do that. So, in Mother... He should, though. That would have been great. That, that would be great. In Mother, you have this incredible cast. Right. Uh... Michelle Fife, like everybody in the cast, I think does well, except for Jennifer Lawrence. And I say that not, oh. not, not because she is bad. I just think that everyone else that is in this, Jennifer Lawrence has has some incredible moments in this film. Incredible. Um, actually, wait. Before we go into that, incredible moments. I will, I will read the description. I will read the description. Are you talking about the plenty of shots on her in a tight tank top? Incredible moment with no underwear. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was what like, are we doing come right on, now? Aronofsky. That's his girl, man. He's you know that's his muse. He's doing it. I guess. Uh, so I would never shoot my girl like that. No, this is not a thing I'm doing. <laughs> no. Like, bruh, like Mm-mm. 
For the whole world to see? Nah, man, we're yeah. not doing that. Uh, so, the synopsis from IMDb, because there is no way that... There's no synopsis. Come on. Uh, this is okay. synopsis for this film? Th- this is what I will say. Or not I will say. A couple's relationship is tested when... Unin- <laughs> <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, let, me get through, let me get through. A couple's relationship is tested when uninvited guests arrive at their home, disrupting their tranquil existence. Do you understand <laughs> how misleading that is? A hundred and... Fifty thousand percent. Are you? That's the synopsis. And when you look at the trailers, yeah. Oh, we're gonna like, get to that. Ugh. Are you kidding? Like, okay. <laughs> Are they writing synopsis without seeing the movies or without like a, a production note? Oh like, no, guarantee. This was written by the production team. Hundred percent. That is wow. This movie, and we will not go into spoilers, even though I really want to. Uh, but that's like saying Iron Man is about a drunk guy who gets a new suit to help save his company. It's completely misleading yeah. him being a superhero 100%. and like his suit is like that's essentially what you're saying. Totally Drunk agree. guy gets a new suit, helps save his his family business. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not what it's about. No. Oh jeez, man. And this movie for the first so how long this felt like five hours. Um let me see. We would just say for the first like forty five minutes. Yes. It was it was pretty decent it was just okay can we can we can we back up (laughs) sure oh spoiler alert everybody this movie yes tim and i frequently go on tangents in general this movie's a tangent this movie is just hard to talk about and so i apologize if anyone is listening like wait they can this okay let's back let's try in our best (laughs) i'll try my best way to sort of talk about what happened what this film is about okay Go. You've got Harvard Bardem mm-hmm. and Jennifer Lawrence who live in this house that's very secluded, right? Yes. That's burnt down. Was. Was burnt down. Mm-hmm. And they're at their house and they're having this sort of like she's he's like a he's got writer's block. She's like mm-hmm. remodeling this house on her own, like painting it with swaps of paint. Mm-hmm. And okay. We're gonna get some of the crazy I'm gonna leave it all the craziness. <laughs> right. Okay. So then at some point Ed Harris shows up at the house. He thinks it's a bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. And they're and heavier by them's like oh well we can't send you away you can stay here we have plenty of room right without ever consulting Good his Samaritan. wife without consulting his wife which will get him murdered in right. my household but whatever right so then his wife shows up mm-hmm. that's the thing she's like okay so she shows up and they're, they're all having their time time of their life in their house um then their kids show up they're mm-hmm. arguing about a will mm-hmm. they're arguing about family. Oh, because at some point you realize that Ed Harris is dying, and he mm-hmm. he revealed that to Harvey Bardem, and he he knew who he was. He pretended he didn't know because he didn't know how to do it, and he's dying. So the kids come, which is Dom Hoggles and some other guy. Yeah. They argue. Dom Hall murders his brother. Mm-hmm. They leave, and then it gets crazy. And then like any like so that is not even necessarily. So- Spoiling anything that somebody, that somebody, well, yeah, no, it's not trailer, but the, the, okay. the murder is not in the trailer. It's not even important to the film. Exactly. The it's, it leads to like a uh, like people coming to the house to mourn, like this bizarre funeral sequence. But what's more bizarre is it's not that people show up; it's that people show up and they're really dismissive of Jennifer Lawrence. All yep, every single person, every single person is dismissive of her, and they're all sort of enamored with Harvey Bardem being a writer and being mm-hmm. this guy. She says, out of nowhere, <laughs> that's why you never have sex with me in not so nice words. Mm-hmm. They sleep together. The next morning, she realizes, oh, I'm pregnant. And then it gets even crazier. Yep. More people show up at the house. He's written this book. And it sort of divulges into, like, literally the third act is her spinning around from room to room, seeing a bunch of craziness. Yeah. Then, 
at first glance doesn't make any sense, but the more you like I talked about it with a good friend of ours, uh, Matt Oaks. Mm-hmm. Um, the imagery makes sense once you're able to step away from the film and dissect it. But as you're watching it, yeah, it's like, what am I watching? Yeah, like what I'm. Oh, there's a soldier and there's a dead person and there's some. They're ripping pieces of the house apart. They're eating all of the food, and much like Jennifer Lawrence, we're f- not sure what's happening and we're completely yeah. confused. Which, again. You and I see a ton of movies. Yeah. As we were watching this, it is uh, it is nice to be surprised. Yes. Every now and then when watching movies. Because we see a ton. Right. American Assassin, we knew exactly what was gonna happen. Right. Villainist, we pretty well, sure exactly so, what was gonna so happen. So for example, for people listening, what's a movie that surprised you that did it well? That was oh, this is a different surprise. Like something like Get Out, right? Which yeah. was like a different approach to making a horror film. Mm-hmm. Um something like Girls Trip, which was like, yeah. oh, we've seen this movie before, but it, it they, not in this context. Yeah, and yeah, not in this context. It was it was different. Yeah. So with Mother, as it was happening, right, the whole time I was like, this is unique. Mm-hmm. I do not know what to expect. Right. This is interesting. That's the that's the problem with the film. Yeah. It's so engaging that you're not bored to tears watching them. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. But you're waiting for a payoff that never shows up. Well, and that is the thing is. And this is one of the things I wrote down. Is it captivating? Absolutely. Is it necessary? No. Because, and I, and I say that because the, the captivating essence of the movie, you never knew it was going to happen. And so as people are dismissing Jennifer Lawrence as they are just being so rude and it just like. You feel for her. You right. wonder what is going on. Why are they treating her like this? Why is he? Why is Javier he Bardem to be like totally oblivious to it? I hated Javier Bardem yeah. in this film, and it was not because I like Jennifer Lawrence's character so much. It was like you are just a bad person. Like who okay. would act like this? Like so, I, me, 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 and Matt. I met. I met before our our meeting we had on Thursday night. Oh, yeah. I, I met up with. with oh yeah. Uh, quick shout out. Uh, we had our first official we did uh, kickoff meeting of the Seattle Film Critics Society. It's official. It's an official Critics Society. Yeah, it is 100% official. Yeah. We have Washington status as a business. So shout out to everybody involved with the Seattle Film Critics Society. Matt Oaks, Sarah yeah. Michelle Fetters. Brian Teibel. Brian Teibel. Uh, of course, Mike. Ian Dismore is our fine... Uh, that's more. Sorry, he's our fine... He's, he's like, yeah, he's, he was like, on there typing away crazy. Um, yeah. uh, Eric. Eric. Yeah, so it... So, yeah, big yeah. shout out Seattle Film Critics Society. Go to seattlecritics.com, I think, is what we finally settled on. Um, but, yeah, I will put it in the show notes. Anyway. Yeah. So, you guys were talking before our meeting. Oh, so what we're talking about, so Matt unveils this whole, it's this whole metaphor for life, and, and mm-hmm. he's God, and, and she's Earth, and all this other. Right. Right. Okay, say that's true. <laughs> the The treatment he, he, he gives her after the baby stuff. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense if nope. that's the case, right? So if he's if he's God, if Bardem is God, and we're watching this thing, and and she's like, I don't, I don't want to give you this baby. Like mm-hmm. he's mean to her. Yeah, the whole like the whole movie he is, and this is unfortunately. Then we're supposed to care about him at the end. I'm like, I don't, right, exactly. You're like, kind of a dick, bro. Like, the, you, I don't really care about you right now. The the overall sense of this movie, right, is one that and. Tim and I have talked about it before. Yes. A lot of critics love to show how smart they are. Oh, that's I, I said that immediately after the film it is. Yep. Like, this is going to be the film where people are like, look how smart I am with my 
1700 words about it which is fine like it is fine but the problem is the, none of us let, know let me let me but there like, are people i know who've written stuff about it who i don't think are trying to be pretentious and smart agreed. Who, who legitimately love the film and want to talk about what they love about it mm-hmm. i totally get that but there will be people who try to flex their muscles and pretend to know more than they do and that's just not and this is a movie that not leads it. itself to a thousand different places so a people thousand going, different reviewers are going to say different things and one, and one thing we talked about while we were eating and talking was like it's going to get a cinema score of an f that was the one thing we all were like it's yeah. gonna get an f and like, it did no, yeah it is like people just the, mm-hmm. the 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 person like like my sister a uh, few of my co-workers mm-hmm. you know you, you, and you'll probably the same way where people say hey i got a night out i got a sitter for my kid what should i go see right so for that person mm-hmm. this isn't something mother isn't something you can rec- recommend to them no <laughs> Right, unless you're just like knee deep in movies, you see everything. You're like, you know, something different. You and your husband could talk about at happy hour after you watch this. It's probably mother. It, not even that. But but to it's me. Go, but it's gonna be something that I think people discuss in film classes. It'll be so, because it's such a unique film. Yeah, I don't. I'm not trying to say it's super smart, but it it, it it it's one of those movies that sort of like allows itself to be dissected by a million people and have because yeah. like, a bulk of, of what you take from the film is is literally based on your self-interpretation like how mm-hmm. do you interpret what you're saying which again it is nice and that that is something that being part of that conversation and getting a movie that truly makes you think right it didn't, is make, nice. me th- it didn't make me th- well, it did not make me think it made you wonder it made you yes. try and piece it together it made you try to figure things out exactly. it didn't make me think about anything it and just that, made me try to figure out how, <laughs> how do these crazy puzzle like I like Aronofsky threw a bunch of puzzle pieces on a table and said alright you guys wherever you think these puzzle pieces fit is where it goes and if you come up with a tree that's cool if it's a house that's cool too I'm not gonna argue with you and that is the I think that to me is one of the problems with this film in the sense that art is subjective no matter what medium, right. you and I looking at a painting are going to have different views on it. Only yeah. the artist knows exactly what yeah. he or right. she was going through. It's like those pictures. Like, hey, is that a dolphin jumping over a sunset or is that two foxes? Ooh, you're talking about Magic Eye. I love that. Right. But love this, this is like a Magic Eye movie where it's like, am I watching an allegory for this religious allegory? Is it about mm-hmm. Mother Earth? Is it just about the, the craziness of is relationships? It is it like, is it, yeah. what, what is... Yeah. What am I really watching? And only... Aronofsky knows that because he wrote and directed this. What it felt like to me, and I'm an Aronofsky fan. I have You're been an Aronofsky apologist. Well, I wouldn't even go that far. I'm an Aronofsky <laughs> fan. I've been a fan of his for years. Uh, Requiem for a Dream, yeah, another is bizarre such film. A bizarre film and such a deeply disturbing film psychologically. That that was another one where I recommended it to people, and I was like, watch it once. What, okay, then, you so know, which one of his films hasn't been bizarre? I would say Pi was the only one that was not... Actually, wait. Let me... I feel like there was something else. Uh, Black Swan. Bizarre. Black Swan was bizarre. Noah. Black Swan was the most digestible, I think. Because Black Swan was like... All right, I... Noah had rock monsters in it. Right. But Noah had that cool sequence on the boat where they're talk, he's talking about the creation of man, which was dope. But that was... Okay. Yeah. Have you watched... Like, yeah, yeah. You can find that sequence on YouTube. If you're just... ever watching, like, go, type in Noah life sequence whatever you'll mm-hmm. find it it is it's shot well and it's 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 so dope it felt separate from the film because it felt like an, an actual solid chunk of piece of story that went from beginning to end that Noah's telling the story when they're, yeah. when they're on the ark and they're sort of like waiting out the 40 days of rain he tells his family the story of how earth was created and it's great yeah. so, so Noah has some pieces in it even sort of but it, but it's got weird stuff like Transformers like, rock monsters like <laughs> Noah showing up with that like B- bizarre like 
it was like nighttime and the tents and the dark and there's just all this heat and this activity happening. Like, oh, yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, this is come on. Yeah. So I would I would say people living in sin. Yeah. I would yeah. say pie or black swanus is most digestible. Yeah. Pie is a really cool black and white film. That was his first movie that right. I saw. That was one of his like first major right. films. Um, so I have been a fan of his for a long time. Mm-hmm. The the wrestler, the re- uh, the wrestler was pretty easy digestible, easy, easy easy to digest. It did not have a lot of the Aronofskyisms um, in it. There was not super weird flashbacks or cuts that you know did not make sense. It was pretty straightforward. Yeah. This film though, this might be that tipping point mm-hmm. where I might not be interested in the next thing he does. Yeah, I'll still watch because as a a filmmaker, though, he does some incredible stuff. Yeah, because, you know, even as bizarre as this film is, like it still feels very intimate. Like you said, there's a part of you that feels for Jennifer Lawrence's character. Yeah. Even though she doesn't do much other than like run around in tight shirts, like she's not doing much. But looking and looking confused and touching walls and like having panic attacks and drinking some bizarre mix. Which again, like it goes completely unexplained. It could, yeah, drinking tang to make herself feel good. <laughs> <laughs> was, there's a lot turmeric of turmeric powder. Yeah, none of that's really explained. That's yeah. all up to your interpretation. What was the turmeric powder? What I don't know. What was it? What well, no, I'm just saying. Like, yeah, it could be. Uh, but it was what like, so those types of things. Like I, when I when I gave Jennifer Lawrence some crap in the beginning. Yeah, that first 45 minutes where it is just kind of a generic storyline, yeah. when she does not really have much to do. Yeah, she is kind of boring. Once the story starts progressing. And you start to see her reacting to things. <laughs> Every time the doorbell rang, she was like, "What?" Is her like, face was like, yeah, "What is going on?" Then it switched, and yeah. so then, I, so I would say the, the the last two acts, she was really impressive. Yeah. Um, really, you think she was impressive? There was a scene though. Well, I would say in in the twenty minute scene that is the most disturbing, disturbing. Yeah. And I I, I do not I, use this okay. word lightly. Yeah. Revolting scene yeah. in the movie. Is, was that a bridge too far for them? A hundred percent. And it was just, you would expect a movie like that from, there's a Turkish movie and I, we talked about it the night of, and then I forgot to look it up. There's a Turkish movie, horror movie from last year. Yeah. Super gory. Like some of the most disturbing imagery I have ever seen. Right. But it was in like this, like super indie art house horror film. Yeah. Some of the stuff that we see in mother is so out of place, so unnecessary, so revolting and that, that's the, that people are, I, I, I thoroughly think, and I think Matt Oak said it, this is the movie that people are going to walk out of. E. I, and at I, that point <laughs> in the film, it's too late. Eh. Uh, I think I think certain really? people are going to see that and be like, nope. it's a, But it's too late. At that point, it's too late. At that point, you've got 10 minutes left. <laughs> oh, no. No, after that, you had like 30. Really? Yeah. It went on for a while after Maybe that. Maybe I was just sucked into the Aronofsky world. Question for you. Who, who is this movie for? This movie is for... I have two questions actually. So first question is who's this movie for? First question. This movie is for the super cinephiles. This movie is for the Artur mm-hmm. uh, you know, fans, the super critics. Yeah. That is who it is for. It is for the the upper crust yeah. of those that type of person who goes to see a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your average moviegoer? <clears throat> definitely not. So it's rumored to have a thirty million dollar production budget. Does it make his money back? Nope. Not in the theaters. Does it win awards? Nope. <laughs> so what's the point? He's the getting thing, thirty million dollars to make a a film with his girlfriend. Because that is the thing is, let me do that. Give me. I don't even have a girlfriend. Give me thirty million. I'll find someone <laughs> right. to shoot a film with. I mean, I can make some calls. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, we can hey, get it you know. done. Go to Ibiza, shoot some stuff. Right. Yeah, we're fine. Um, 
Like, give Damien $30 million to make a movie about Houston. I'd watch that instead of, like, some Aronofsky yeah. bizarre movie that's some, some metaphor for some nonsense. I'd rather watch it that. It is a metaphor that can be interpreted, interpreted and has been interpreted 50 different times just from the reviews that I have read. Right. And, and there is no right it. answer. Yeah, and people hate it. Yeah, and there, there is no right so, answer. On Friday, Ugh. one of my coworkers was like, well, it's got like an 84 on Rotten Tomatoes. I was nope. like, that's going to drop. <laughs> yeah. like, Wait until opening weekend. Before and- lunch. <laughs> before lunch, that's going to drop. Did you think about that? When And I remember seeing that also. Yeah. When it was like 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Based on fresh. Based on 12 reviews. From TIFF. And it was like, of course. Of course. Yeah. So it, places like TIFF, yeah. uh, Toronto International Film Festival, VIF, the Venice International yeah. Film Festival, where it you know, was making its first premieres, of course, it is going to rank high with that. That is not a, a It's vent- not a general. It's not, it's, it doesn't gauge the general audience of no. what they would probably enjoy. No. So like as of right now, it is Sunday morning when we're recording. Yes. It opened on Friday. Yep. It currently has made $7.5 million. Yeah. It is going to be in the theater. It is September, so it will be in the theater. I don't know if like, it plays overseas. Oof. I think no. With how many other countries? It depends on which country. I, th- I think some countries who, like Turkey, has a really intense uh, filmmaking community that you know likes yeah. these. And I don't know. I don't know. You know, and maybe some of that Jennifer Lawrence Goodwill from Hunger Games will sort of bleed to people like being inter- interested enough to see her in something. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't know if it's this movie. The the Asian market is not going to yeah. probably pick this up. No, uh, the European market. Those, probably are, will. those markets are actually tough to get into. Not necessarily even True. like about people want to see it. Like they have high different standards for what movies they'll allow in, what yeah. they won't from foreign films. Yeah. So, so of the thirty million dollar budget, and, going again, to your second so, question. Yeah. It currently is at seven and a half. It is September, which means it will probably be in the theaters for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. There, there's not really anything huge coming out. Kingsman. We're talking about something physically taking out theater space. I'm not, we're not, I'm yeah, not talking true. about in terms of it being good or bad. Dude, it is going to still be in theaters for probably another month. Yeah. That movie is still making good money. Yeah. So in the three-week theater run, no, no. This is not making Because the more people see this, unfortunately... And I think I said this to one of our other critic friends. This is going to movie going to be a movie like Human Centipede. No, where, no, no. Wait for no. it. Not as not as graphic and grotesque. At least not throughout the entire movie. But people saw Human Centipede only to say that they saw Human Centipede. No, no. Because Human Centipede. Mm-hmm. So, so even though it's gross, and like Human Centipede was like we know what that story is about. Yeah. So and it's easy to explain to people like, oh, it's about these these. This, <laughs> this woman who gets caught out in Germany by some crazy mm-hmm. doctor who's creating this human centipede and mm-hmm. he's been collecting people over the years. He finally has a centipede thing to work and they're trying to escape. Yeah. Right? That's the story. But so the, I the think graphic we, nature of it. But I, don't, I don't think the graphic nature is what brings people to see this movie. I think people don't know it's graphic. Like, like, like even even us, us talking about it, like it's hard to explain what yeah. the graphics of it is. In, in the big like, I can't believe they did this moment. Like no one's yeah. going to tell you about that. So I think I think after a couple of weeks that will start it, getting out there, and I, I think I, I certain think people. people want, nah, I don't know. I don't know because I think as a whole, human city people was like mm-hmm. a crazy story. Yes, there there weren't segments that were like mother is just bad storytelling. Yeah, agreed. And so human centipede is crazy. It's still good storytelling. It's still and also they don't. If we're honest, human centipede doesn't show anything. They don't mm-hmm. show. Them. Watch it. They oh, do. I have. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. They don't show anything in the movie. 
you see you see a a a, a, a like medical incision mm-hmm. when he first gets them. Mm-hmm. That's literally it. And until like the end where the people get shot, like that's it. They they don't show yeah. anything. It's all in your head. You're you're assuming what's happening. Nothing is shown. True. And I think and that that speaks to that the horror and everything because yeah. then it is left to you. This the the blatantness of one yeah. scene of one like five minute scene. But I, yeah, and, I, and to me, it's not even just that scene. It's sort of just the the the, the outright violence that happens in the house. Like people ripping yeah. stuff, ripping pieces, ripping sinks out. And like yeah. how sort of like disgusted people are with Jennifer Lawrence mm-hmm. and dismissive in the way her husband treats her is violence in a way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so that stuff is going to be tough to get through. And I, again, when you read the synopsis, when you watch the trailers, none of that is really fortright it's sort of like you <laughs> no. go and you're like what is it so when it starts happening like what is this yeah. but most people won't like it I, I i doubt it makes this money back no um, and what this felt like to me so in in art in general a lot of times someone's art reflects what they're going through and the things they're kind of working through you look at beyonce when lemonade came out right and she is just dropping truth and just dropping knowledge because she was like, I'm frustrated with what is going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Let me put out a new message and a different type of message than kind of my pop ballads before. Right. So that happens when an artist does that. This feels like Darren Aronofsky is going through some stuff. This feels like he is using his art mm-hmm. to kind of funnel through and to work out some of his stuff. I just, yeah. Yeah, a lot of it goes, I mean, for all the people who are talking about all the metaphors, like, a lot of it goes unexplained. Uh, yes, the, the, 90% the, the blood of it. on the floor, on the, opens up, the, the, nope, on a, the can, rots out Yeah, the floor. <laughs> yeah, none of it really, yeah. Uh, yeah, so just, it is, it is a tough movie. Uh, let me see what else. Um... Oh, I even wrote down, and I've not figured out a way to do it, so I will just tell you. Yeah. Um, I said, <laughs> work in a joke about something being on the mother end of the spectrum. No. <laughs> not, not at all. But, uh, even when I read yeah. me explaining the joke that I did not make, yeah. I still laugh. All jokes aside, though. Hashtag Michelle, dad joke. <laughs> right. All the dad jokes. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was great. She I wish, I wish she had more time. Yeah. She was She was really solid in it. Really funny. Really like this, this like older wife. Mm-hmm. who's like trying to like teach this young woman about being a wife in the way she sees being a wife right which we see which is a real thing so which we yeah. see in our day to day so it was funny seeing that sort of in a film where she's kind of like talking to her about keeping it sexy and like mm-hmm. what kind of underwear to wear like it's and then you're thinking about like her and ed harris and like, yeah and then, but then there's that scene when she walks in on them like yeah. being all like, all right like, all right let's get, get it in get it grandpa yeah um but yeah, yeah, she, she even when she, she tells her to put on something decent, like that's <laughs> that level of disgust in her tone of like, ugh. All like Michelle Pfeiffer, she hits Jennifer Lawrence with some looks in this. Yes, whoo, she's good. Laser beams. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, parts of this movie, like, those interplay, yeah. that interplay between the characters, was pretty incredible. Javier Bardem is so swarthy yeah. and so like he is so just convincing right. as this fanatic or as. Uh, as this author who right. then has fanatic fans right like all of the performances were good yeah it just it does There's not make nowhere. sense and the ending is so the ending is so <sighs> yeah like 1000 percent your self-interpretation when you watch the yeah yep i'm like what is going on 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, Mother. man. So, to to the rating system. Yeah. What what do you give Mother? It's a skip. That that is not wrong. Podcast. It's a skip. Good, bad, or ugly. It's a skip. Cinema squabble does theater rent skip. skip. It's a skip. Ugly. Yeah. It's ugly. Um. It's it not and not. There's enough for you to watch it and be entertained, but there's not enough for you to walk out and feel like, oh, I have something here mm-hmm. that I can take and say, I watched this thing and it was this. It's so it's people are going to hate it. Yep. Lots of people are going to hate this movie. People and, people are going to listen to people who they think are smart and be like, oh, it's this really cool <laughs> metaphor and watch and be like, no, nah, I didn't see any of yep. that. I, I, I could not agree more. I think this is a movie that to me. So mm-hmm. first of all, my rating is ugly. Uh, I think some of the filmmaking techniques were really cool. There are some really long cuts, which I'm always a fan of. Uh, it was captivating. I I cannot recommend this to people. Yeah. Also, I don't I don't think it's a movie. I don't think people are dumb for liking it. I don't think people are no. dumb for not liking it. Yeah. If you love it, I'm glad you love it. I'm sure there there. I can see why some people would love it for sure. I I do. I'm not. not I'm not one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. No. I I think. I think it was offensive just to be offensive, and those yeah, yeah. Th- those parables are yeah, parables. just for like being shocking, like yeah. oh my gosh, we uh, like like a saw movie, like oh. But again, you expect it in a saw movie. Yeah. Watching the trailer for this, reading the synopsis for this, you go into this movie, and then the last thirty minutes something happens, and you're like, what? Like it? Yeah, yeah. People are going to hate this movie, yep. which unfortunately, because Aronofsky is such the auteur director, mm-hmm. he's gonna be like. Well, you know, it didn't make money because people just don't understand the blah. And he is going to spin this. Critics and, don't understand art. Uh, I, didn't make it for, I didn't make it for critics. Is going to be no. The, that is a problem. Critics love this yeah. movie so far. Yeah. Like so many. People, I made it for people who love film, not for people <laughs> who love those Marvel movies. Ugh. Yeah. Absolutely. Like this is a movie that yeah people are. I, just wish, gonna, someone would, I wish someone would give me thirty million dollars to make some nonsense. I right. wish. D- give me I'm your kinda, vision of whatever. Yeah, like, you know how much nonsense I would make with thirty million dollars. <laughs> I make ten of them ridiculous so yeah it, it is an ugly from from both of us yeah I, I really cannot in good conscience recommend this to people no i can't because because people would be upset unless i know that that person wants to see yeah there's like a, a handful of people i know who i'd be like you, yeah. you should watch it but i get asked and same with you yeah. whether it is co-workers whether it is people around us like hey could i go see this no yeah 99 percent of the time i'm going to tell people not to and see mother's this movie. mother's one of those movies because the trailer looks so compelling and there's posters everywhere <laughs> that people are like man what did you did you see this what did you think it's like mm-hmm. you do not have a half hour to hear about this mm-hmm. movie yeah, I explained it to my coworker, and it sounded crazy just explaining it. Like, right? Because she's, how- like, I'm, she's like, "I'm never gonna see it. Tell me what happened." I was like, uh, "She was, she was already off board before I even got to like the craziness of it. Mm-hmm. The craziness of it." She was like, "What?" I was like, "Yes, yeah." And there's more, more bizarre stuff happens. So crazy. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that that was mother. Um, I think that about wraps it up. That's it uh, yeah. for for the show. Uh, we talked about the amazing DK books. Uh, I will put the link. In the show notes, go buy their books. They are phenomenal books. If you are a diehard fan. They're good for kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. That is the thing is, this is, and again, to use a cliche thing, but fun for all ages. Yeah. Not even joking. You can pick yeah. this up in third grade. Bright colors, big splash pages. But then you can also have someone like me who, be in the studio, there are thousands of comics. Right. Yet I still find new stuff in here. Right. So really cool. Uh, we talked about the villainous. We both gave that a good. Yeah. It is bloody 
and crazy action with a really compelling storyline that kind of goes all over the place. Yeah. American Assassin. American Assassin. Uh, what did we give American it's Assassin? It's good. Yeah, good. It's good. Yeah, it, it, because it is a, just it's a just generic, generic action generic, movie. like, yeah. You see everything coming a mile away. Uh, but yeah, it, it was good. And then Mother, ugly. No. Um, yeah, what else do you have uh, going on these days? Uh, that's it, man. Uh, you know, we're seeing we have, Kingsman next week. We have week. Kingsman, yeah. Saw Are Lego seeing... Ninjago. Oh yeah, how was? Le- Honestly, I'm, I'm a little bit curious. It's, how was it's, it? That's a Lego movie. That's so kids are gonna love it. Okay, yeah, it's funny because this one is also. A, I think they have a TV show. They have a TV show. My, apparently, my friend's kids are obsessed with it. I okay. found that out. So yeah, it's so, fun. If you yeah, if you got kids, go see it. It's fun. Nice. Yeah, you, it's, it's it's short. It was like ninety minutes. Nice, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's got the, the music. It's got the Lego characters. It's got the humor. Some good voices. Justin Theroux. Now, what makes what makes this one not be such a big deal as something? I mean, of course, yeah, Lego Batman, but like right. the Lego movie blew everyone away. Right. Why does the Lego Ninjago movie not get as much credit? I wonder. I, I don't know. I think that it's specific. Okay. Lego movie was like a movie about Legos, which yeah, Ninjago is like a specific thing that they do. <laughs> Fair enough. And Batman is, you know, he's Batman. Yeah. So yeah. That, okay. That's why. Yeah. So that that coming up, that's about it. Um, Tom Cruise movie coming up soon. American Blade Runner. Made? Yeah, Blade Runner at some point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. There, there Oscar are... movie season is coming around the corner. Is in our meeting, people were like, "All right, the deadline for awards is December." Blah blah. We have plenty of time, and I was like, "Man, we do like, not have plenty of time." You guys, it is it is going to yeah. get here quick. Yeah. So yeah, the Emmys are, are the Emmys tonight or tonight. Next week? Yeah, is it tonight? Yeah. So I will probably watch some of those. It's yeah. always interesting. Uh, cool. And where can people find you on uh, all of these social media? They medias? can find me at thepeoplescriticalblog.com. They can find me on Twitter, People's Critic, Snapchat, Instagram. I'm easy to find. I'm sure there'll be a link to something in the show notes. There absolutely yeah. will be. Yeah, it's easy to find. Talk some movies, talk whatever. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, as for this podcast, you can find it on all forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at about to review. Send an email to the show uh, with your thoughts on uh, any movie uh, or any suggestion for a new movie, uh, abouttreview at gmail.com. Go to the website, abouttreview.com. Click the support tab. Pitch in a dollar if you can. Help the help the show out. That would be great. And also go to YouTube. Search for abouttreview. I do not have youtube.com slash abouttreview yet because you have to be on for like 30 days or whatever. Yeah. But soon youtube.com slash about to review for now just youtube.com search for about to review and there are about to interview segments that i do with artists and creators and actors so it's pretty cool check those things out uh thank you to all of the sponsors thank you to dk books for sending these incredible things that about wraps it up so for this episode i have been your host that guy named john and tim and we will see you next time This has been an About to Review production. Thank you to Vexing Media, who provides audio editing services. They are a graphic design, website design, and digital media company. You can find them at their website, vexingmedia.com, or on Facebook and Twitter, at Vexing Media.